Live from the KTSW studios in San Marcos, Texas, this is Bobcat Radio. Good morning, Bobcat and Rattler fans, and welcome to this Wednesday edition of Bobcat Radio. It is the 21st of February. I'm your host, Kobe Jackson, alongside my wonderful producer, Osmar Virus, and my two lovely co-hosts, Jerry Castro and Miss Kalani DeLuna. We got a fun-packed show for you guys today as Texas State men's and women's basketball was also impacted this weekend. Also, a big-time Sunbelt Conference game tonight. Also, Texas State track and field just completed their Sunbelt Conference indoor tournament. And also, Texas State baseball with the unbelievable thriller against the TCU Horn Frogs later on earlier on this week. But before we get into all that, let's go and throw it to Jerry for a word from our sponsor. Twin Peaks Restaurant and Sports Bar is a sponsor of this broadcast of Bobcat Radio. Located on the northbound front end of road of I-35 on Guadalupe Street in San Marcos, Twin Peaks has bites, wings, burgers, sandwiches, and more. Info and menu at TwinPeaksRestaurant.com. Twin Peaks eats, drinks, and scenic views. Thank you, Jerry. Now, let's go and get right into things. We're going to start off with Texas State men's basketball as they are currently sitting 11 and 16 overall. They're currently ranked 13th in the Sunbelt Conference. Their last game was against the Southern Miss Golden Eagles this past Saturday with the final score 74 to 78. Now, I know we've been talking about the men's team. Obviously, they had that amazing little winning streak that they had, including the win against the number one team, the Sunbelt, the Appalachian State Mountaineers. And they kind of took a bump in a row. They took a tough loss to the Southern Miss Golden Eagles. So officially, the Bobcats split against the Golden Eagles this season. They beat them. Uh, the Bobcats beat them at home. And then now Southern Miss beats them in their turf in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. So, I mean, I want to ask those to y'all. I mean, basketball, we're getting closer and closer, winding down the season. So, you know, this is the time that, you know, usually, you know, tournament implications would really start being a factor. So I want to ask y'all, what, what have y'all seen from the men's basketball team so far? I think just overall, I think they're just struggling on the road. Like they don't have the, they don't have the home advantage anymore. Like mm-hmm. you don't have like your fans behind your back. You don't have like that mm-hmm. like comfort. Mm-hmm. For sure. So when you don't have that, it kind of just like hinders with your mind. Yeah. So <laughs> when you're in a close game, like they've been back to back games, you just you don't have that extra motivation mm-hmm. or that X factor just to keep on going. <laughs> Um, I also feel like it's hard against Mississippi. They were down two starters. Mm-hmm. I know right. that I also yeah. puts like commotion in like your new lineup. I'm saying like, okay, for instance, who's next up to play point guard? Who's mm-hmm. gonna add this and that to mm-hmm. the team? So I feel like that was a huge factor. But like still like a big shout out because they still had three players still. Like mm-hmm. obviously they're executing and doing well. They still had three players in double digits. Mm-hmm. I mean we know that Mr. Davion Sykes is on a a double double rally and he was literally just one basket short like obviously literally. it's there they can still find ways to execute it's just hopefully they get their starters back or we don't know how severe their injuries are mm-hmm. so hopefully when they come back they can still try to can they can still clinch mm-hmm. hopefully a spot into the bracket then again like what you were saying about to us two starters like injured um, they bounced back after Southern Miss. Like, it mm-hmm. was not bad of a loss. Like, it's only, like, a four-point deficit, so it wasn't too bad. And I f- hope, like, they recovered quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, you know, I want to point out this because their next opponent is going to be against Georgia Southern. May I remind you that Texas State, the men's basketball team, that is, 
is on a four-game road trip so far. Ever since beating sure. Ball State in the Max Belt Challenge, the Bobcats have been on the road for now two straight games, and they'll be on the road for their next two games. Both are in Georgia, so I guess you could say that's kind of a little bit of advantage for them, considering the fact they're going to be in the same state, but just different cities. So, mm-hmm. you know, obviously tough loss to Sun, uh, to Southern Miss in that one, and then just think they played South Alabama before up there in Mo, uh, down there in Mobile. So. Now against Georgia Southern, if you're the Bobcats, what do you what do you want to expect coming into against the game against a Georgia Southern team who is on a six game losing streak in the Sun Belt Conference right now? So if you're the Bobcats, obviously you want to take advantage of that and possibly sure. try to get a win before you head on to Georgia State. I feel like it's an equal playing field for mm-hmm. both teams. Mm-hmm. Like are both on a losing streak. Y'all both have like clean slates right now, and this is where you actually like put your skills to the test. Yeah, it's like also like who wants it more? Like for who's real? gonna yes. go? to the end and who's gonna fight and be able to execute on offense and defense yeah i feel like with this next game you can't be complacent mm-hmm. it's like they have a 5 and 22 record georgia southern yeah so you can't just look at them like oh yeah that's an easy one no no wins an easy one in the mm-hmm. sun belt and they actually they lost by seven points against james madison sure last did. game mm-hmm. so you can't take this game easily as you, you're also on a two-game losing streak so you just gotta come in here like full-on swinging like you just gotta make sure you make a statement early so mm-hmm. you don't ever like make this game competitive at all. Yeah, absolutely. You you know, Jerry, you make a great point about Georgia Southern's overall record. They're five and twenty two on the season and they're five and nine in wow. the Sunbelt Con- in the Sunbelt Conference. So and the thing, just looking at the standings right now, obviously App State, JMU, Troy, Louisiana, Southern Miss, they're rounding out the top five in the Sun Belt. But looking at the bottom at least the bottom four, it's Coastal Carolina Chanticleers, Georgia Southern, Texas State and Old Dominion. Old Dominion is is six and twenty one overall, but they're two and twelve in the Sunbelt Conference. So honestly, it is it's a little bit of an advantage for Texas State. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, to think after that, they'll be taking on, you know, Georgia State, who's kind of in the middle of the sum middle in the Sunbelt right now with that six and eight record. So I mean, uh, there's a lot to be there's a lot to dissect, you know, once we get further, further down in the season. But the Bobcat the men's basketball team next game will be against the Georgia Southern Eagles on Thursday, February 22nd. That game will be at seven o'clock. You can catch that on ESPN plus and also on KTSW 89.9 with Clint Shields on the call. And now we're going to transition into some Texas State women's basketball, who is currently 13 and 14 overall. They're sitting 12th in the Sunbelt Conference. Their last game was uh, how, how ironic against the Southern Miss Golden Eagles yeah. with the final score of 68 to 58 over uh, the Southern Miss Golden Eagles. They are now on a two game losing string heading back into San, heading back to San Marcos. So, I mean, I want to ask you all, I mean, you know, the women's basketball team, they have had games where they have had just great composure. Mm-hmm. Everything has fallen into place in the first half. But then when it gets to the second half, it's almost like they just kind of stop what they do, what they're doing, what they were doing in the first half. Does that kind of play, you know, play a factor in, you know, a game and what can it result into? Oh, yeah, for sure. I feel like with, with just like games like those, like you learn from those games, you just got to learn like how to close. Mm-hmm. And so just with that, going back home is a very huge thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, you, you just got to learn from those games. Like, just watch film, and you just got to, like, okay, what can we do better to close out games? Because mm-hmm. you come out the game scorching hot, like, you're like, okay, we're here. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. when you come back out from halftime, you can't let that kindle of fire just, like, go away. Mm-hmm. And so the late, the late Bobcats just got to make sure, like, they close out these games. For sure. For sure. I feel like mm-hmm. coming into half, like, going into halftime, that pep talk that you have in the locker room is either going to make or break you. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like once you go into the locker room at halftime, you need to 
forget about the first half and just go into the second half and playing a totally mm-hmm. different mm-hmm. game, knowing that you're wanting to win and like be able to score. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Also, for like this that tonight, um, I want to see like Tiffany Tullis and like Morgan Hill very active on the board, just grabbing mm-hmm. those rebounds because I know. Coach, last time she said that those are always the two that are dominating, so I'm excited to see what they do tonight. Then again, when you mentioned Tiffany Tolis, she made nine out of nine field goals, so 100% in her, like, the last game against Southern Miss, and two for two uh, free throws. So she's on a roll right now, and that's probably, like, her game high from that Southern Miss game. And then again, their next component is against Marshall Thundering Herd, number one in this SBC, so that's going to be... A real interesting game to and see tonight. Speaking of Marshall, last year yeah. they played them and they only lost by four points. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like you're coming into this game off a two losing streak, two, losing, yeah. two, two game, game losing, streak. losing streak, and then okay, you beat the you be, you beat them last year by four points. I just feel like they're gonna have to find ways to execute like effectively on offense, mm-hmm. which I think the Lady Bobcats do a great job oh, at doing sure. that, mm-hmm. at shooting. You know, finding Janaya Henson in the corner, or even her taking it to the basket, or just giving the ball down low. I don't know. It's definitely going to be a great game, though, tonight. I agree. And, you know, you guys made excellent points. I mean, Marshall sitting the top the top dog in the Sun Belt Conference for women's basketball right now. And, you know, we've already seen the men's ba- – I mean, I'm kind of well, I'm switching to the men a little bit. We've already seen the men knock off the number one team in the Sun Belt in that state. So to think if the women's basketball team can knock off Marshall, I mean, that will kind of basically set the tone for this team. And honestly, I think it can build them momentum because – for the remaining of the schedule, Bobcats are going to Bobcats are going to be on, at home for women's basketball. Their last four games will be at home for for Texas State. But you know, just for a Marshall side of things, Abby Beeman has been absolutely phenomenal for the Marshall thundering her alongside with Brianna Campbell and Ashlyn Hayes. I mean, them three right there have been absolutely phenomenal. They're roughly almost averaging almost fifty percent from the field this wow. season. So I mean, they. They are going to be a handful, you know, they're going to be a handful to deal for the Bobcats. But yes, indeed, the Bobcats women's basketball team will be taking on the Marshall Thundering Herd tonight. That game will be at seven o'clock. You can catch that game on ESPN Plus. And also it is pink out night for play for play for K cancer awareness. So Bobcats, I'm pretty sure they're going to be rocking the, you know, the pink jerseys and stuff here tonight. But yes, Bobcats will be taking on the Marshall Thunder here tonight at 7 o'clock at Strand Arena. That game will be on ESPN+. Plus. But we're going to take a quick break. But on the other side of it, we're going to be digging into some Texas State track and field. So don't go anywhere. You're listening to Bobcat Radio on KTSW 89.9. All right. Welcome back to Bobcat Radio. I'm your host once again, Kobe Jackson, alongside my wonderful producer, Osmar Vias, and my two lovely co-hosts, Jerry Castro and Kalani DeLuna. Now we're going to dig into a Texas State sport that we normally don't talk about on this show, and that's the Texas State track and field as they just finished up their Sunbelt Conference Indoor Championships this past Monday and this past Tuesday. And let me tell you, these uh, these accolades for track and field have been very, very, very impressive. We're going to start off with the women's side of things as Melanie Duran took first place in the women's shot push. He scored a 16.76 meters on the afternoon. She took first place for the Texas State Bobcats. And strangely enough, that was their only their only goal that they took out of the indoor tournament. And then now on the men's side of things, I mean, the list just goes on and on. We've been talking about Dominic Yancey really for the past couple of years. He has been absolutely phenomenal for 
this Texas State track team. He took second place in the 60-meter 60, uh, 60 dash with a 6.78 time, but he did take first place in the 200-meter dash. I know a little thing or two, thing or two about 200-meter uh, dash because that's what I ran in high school, strangely enough. <laughs> and then... Um, and then Daniel Hera, one of the returners from last year's team, took first place in the 60-meter 60, uh, 60 hurdles with a meet record, may I remind you. He scored a, a 7.62. That is a meet record for uh, the SBC, uh, SBC indoor tournament. And then Brian West II took first place in the 400-meter. That is the one race I can tell you it puts a strain on your body. I just I know from experience a 400 meter full full on sprint is is a tough one let me let me tell you he he finished off with a 47 point uh, 47 seconds point five one and then to top it all off Chris pa Chris Preddle or Prady or Preddy excuse me took first place in the men's long jump with a 7.47 7 and then took first place in triple jump so he basically pretty much swept the uh long long jump and triple jumps for both uh for both of them so triple jump, he finished fourteen with fifteen point five four, and then the long jump, he finished with seven point four seven, and then overall, the Texas State women's track team finished third in the tournament with seventy seventeen points, and then the men finished with four, finished in fourth with a hundred and fourteen points. So, I mean, so much, so much happened this past couple of days. <laughs> I mean, the list just go, the list just kind of speaks for itself. I mean. You know, I'm going to want to throw it to one of y'all. I mean, tra I mean, I know track is not something we really cover a lot, but I mean, they're getting closer and close. They're getting closer and closer. And, you know, the one one event that I'm very, very looking forward to seeing and I'm always looking forward to seeing this every year is the Texas Relays up in Austin, Austin Texas. Mm -hmm. um, as Kobe mentioned, like these athletes first place broke records and mm -hmm. school records. But I also want to give a shout out to the Bobcats because 18 Bobcats finished on this podium for this invitation. Oh my gosh. Wow. That just yep. goes to show what Texas State track and field is doing. Literally. Like, even if they're not first place, at least we're, I feel like these little invitationals mm -hmm. are getting us ready for mm -hmm. the bigger, like Kobe said, the Texas relays. Mm -hmm. That's just, it goes to show what Texas State is doing and how hard these athletes are working. For sure. Yeah, and you know, real quick, I just want to point out the, the for the women's side of things, there's 17, 17, Events for both the men, the women's track team, and the men's track team. Arkansas State put up was first place in both for men's and women's. Women's had eighty six point five five points overall, and then the men's Arkansas Redwoods team had one hundred forty four point five points. And the thing, Texas State was not that far for either for either one of them. Arkansas from the women, Arkansas State was first. Coastal Carolina Shanty Clears was second, and then Texas State was right at third. So, you know. Out of that, honestly, that's a pretty big accomplishment mm -hmm. to be at least in the top three. You know, being third place in a track meet just overall as a team is pretty special. Considering the fact that there were ten teams for the women's side, for the women's team, there were ten teams. It was Tech, it was Arkansas State, Coastal, Texas State, Marshall, uh, Southern Miss, Georgia Southern, ULM, App State, U, uh, Louisiana Raging Cajuns, and then JMU. And then for the men's, it was only seven teams, which was kind of surprising considering the fact of how many teams are in the Sun Belt. And it was Arkansas State, South Al, uh, Louisiana Raging Cajuns, Texas State, Southern Miss, ULM, and Marshall. So, like I said before, not bad considering the fact of how, you know, where they position that, but obviously they want to get as far as they can go before they head into the, to later on in the track, uh, later on in the track season. But the thing, there's one turn. There's one 
one meet that I'm you know highly looking forward to seeing coming up pretty soon, and that is going to be I believe the Charles no the NCAA the NCAA indoor championships coming up uh, in a couple weeks, and then right after that they'll be heading to San Antonio for the UTSA Invitational, and then they will be back here. <laughs> they will be back <laughs> here. They will be back here in San Marcos to honor. Well, not only to do a meet, but to honor one of the great, one of the all-time great uh, Sam, uh, Texas State alumni here in the Charles Austin Classic. Now, for those who don't know, Charles Austin is a for, former Olympic champion that went to Texas State University, and he is very, very well, no, very, very well known around campus. But and then right after that is the Texas Relay. So. You know, lots at stake for the Bob for you know Texas State right now as far as track goes. We will hope to be having some more coverage for the track team later on this season. But their next track meet will be in the NCAA regional tournaments, indoor championships at Brick at Britain, Massachusetts, which is oh. kind of the I guess you could say the neighbor of Boston, Massachusetts. Yeah. It's got or excuse me, Brighton, Massachusetts. That's how you say it. But oh, wow. it's basically the neighbor of Boston. of Boston. So oh, wow. but they're gonna be going northeast. So Is that on. is it an indoor meet? Yeah, yes. it's indoors. I was about oh, to say. Okay. Yeah, it's gonna be indoors. Yeah. So that will be the next meet. It'll be on March eighth. Uh, That'll be on Friday, and then they'll conclude March 9th, which is that following Saturday. But now we're going to switch gears and we're going to get into the swing of things, no pun intended, with some <laughs> Texas State baseball as they had a tough loss against the number five ranked team in the TCU Horn Frogs yesterday. Uh, yesterday, first off, what an effort! Yeah, by Texas State. I mean, they were down five nothing, and they came back. And it was four to five. Yeah. And then the TCU Horn Frogs got an insurance run that put them up by two. And then then Aaron Lugo inside the park home one put them up by or only trailed them by one. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, TCU was able to squeak out a victory up in Fort Worth. Final score of that one was six to five. They spoiled the TCU Horn Frogs spoiled the coach Stephen Trout homecoming for Coach Trout. Because for those who don't know, he graduated from the T- from TCU a few years ago. And he's from Fort Worth. So, like I said, it was a homecoming for them. But, obviously, a little bump in the road mm-hmm. for the Bobcats after going 3-0 against Youngstown State. They're going against, going against one of the toughest Texas teams in uh, in college baseball in TCU. So, I want to throw it to y'all. This is one of the games that, you know, is Texas versus Texas team. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the team up mm-hmm. in Fort Worth, Fort Worth won against the team in San Marcos. So, I want to ask y'all, what did y'all see? And, you know, does this impact the Bobcats a little bit? Honestly, I was so excited to watch the game. I tuned in, like, between the fifth and the seventh inning, seventh inning. around there. But I did witness Aaron Lugo <laughs> do that inside um, home inside run. Inside the park home run. Yeah, inside yeah. the park home run. It was so oh, – it was such a good play. And there, were, it was just such a good game. I do disagree with you, Kobe. It was not a – tough loss it was like honestly like I was very surprised it was that close of a score and mm-hmm. the Bobcats did I'm not surprised like, like the Bobcats <laughs> did fight and it was such a good game overall and I'm just yeah um yeah falling short like mm-hmm. this close is definitely like 
something you can just add to the resume. No, like, literally. Because like, I feel like a lot point. of teams that play against big schools like TCU, Texas, I mean, mm-hmm. I feel like also when you look at the state of Texas, mainly the schools are either football or baseball. baseball. For sure. Oh, yeah. That's yes. what, like, when I think of Texas, that's 100% like what I think of. And I feel like playing against these bigger schools are, like we said, adding to the resume. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the Bobcats shouldn't be down, like, about it. Like, yeah. it's, it's definitely something and, like, you said that that it was a clutch play. The, it, I would say clutch play is the <laughs> in-park home run for sure. And I feel like going into this tournament that they're going to have this weekend, that they're mm-hmm. just going to build off of it for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, just going off what you said. I mean, like, you can't really put your head down at no. the loss like this. Like, no, they're yeah. ranked number five in the nation. Like, yeah. that, you got to find yourself on the back for being even Literally. close in this game. Absolutely. And just, like, it gives you a benchmark of how good you are. Mm-hmm. Because, obviously, you go against teams like Youngtown State. Like, you're like, okay. <laughs> like, I mean, it's like, <laughs> It's almost whatever. 40 runs ahead. <laughs> just yeah. putting that out. But go on. Yeah. But just going against a ranked team like this, yeah. you're like, okay, this is where we are. Mm-hmm. This is how good we are. Mm-hmm. And so... Yeah, only losing by one score. I mean, you yeah. can't really complain about that. And For then, sure. like, when we look at this, like, we say this, I feel like every time I'm on BCI, I say this every episode. This Bobcat team is just, they're built. They're mm-hmm. in a good way. And, like, I said this, I think, last weekend, but we have a lot, we have, like, a couple of players that are MLB watch list. Like, mm-hmm. again, yes. speaking yes. of track, like, Baseball, I what does that have to tell you about Texas State sports? For like, sure. Like, we're, we have these athletes that are willing to compete and fight, and mm-hmm. these sports are here, like, showing you here at a small school that we can do this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, you know, you know, just rounding, just looking at the top 25, top 25 for uh, collegiate baseball, there's only one Sunbelt Conference team that's in the top 25, and that's the Coastal Carolina Chanticleers, mm-hmm. who have given the Bobcats problems in, in years past. So... It doesn't shock me that the fact that they're in the top 25, but I mean, you know, going up against a tough TCU TCU team up in Fort Worth, I mean, that says a lot for your ball club and the fact that you you held them to, I mean, it was the fact that you got them to a one a one run game honestly speaks a lot of volume. It it really seriously does, and I have kind of the stat lines here for the ball game. We have to talk about Ryan Farber for just a second. <laughs> that that young man, he's only a freshman. And that wow. dude is balling so hard. He has an he had, his batting average is over seven hundred right now. Oh my oh god! And, and let me and oh. let me and to, you know just to make things even more impressive, the dude did not strike out or he didn't. He was four for four against TCU yesterday. Wow! Straight video game numbers. He yeah he put up straight up video game numbers yesterday. And it was super impressive. That man, so far since opening day, he has been very, very impressive for the Bobcats. I know we've been talking about you know Chase Moore. We've been talking about Davis Powell a lot. We've been talking about Cade Manning as well. But Ryan Farber has been sensational for the Bobcats so far, and yesterday's game just proved itself. And obviously, you know Alec Patino was three for five on the on the night. Rashawn Galloway was. Two for five, two for five as well, and then Aaron Lugo was two for four. You know, one of those hits was that inside the park home run. So, honestly, this Bobcat team has so much talent across the board. Mm-hmm. It is insane for what they can do with the baseball. Kalani, did you want to add something? I feel like these freshmen, like we look at Caden Gums and here baseball, these freshmen are like they're on the plate of showing like what they have to like. 
what they have to offer and show. Mm-hmm. So they're gonna wanting to come in every day, fighting, playing with the big dogs, as you would say. Because mm-hmm. I guess too, like you're fighting for competition and spots. Yeah. I feel oh, like yeah. that's definitely major, and I feel like a bunch of these freshmen here at Texas State that are in either sport are showing and putting on what they they can do. Yeah. And I mean, obviously, stats and every like speak numbers so mm-hmm. i'm excited for the rest of like these freshman seasons because they've been doing a pretty well job absolutely 100 percent. Mm-hmm. yeah and you know i want to i you make a great point you know something you know it's hard being a freshman in college and and it's, as an athlete as well because you have to build up a lot of expectations to you know play the sport that you do and you know you got to give credit to a lot of these bobcat freshmen to you know bobcat freshmen to you know step in the shoe just step in the shoes of a big role i mean you just mentioned kaden gums and stuff ryan farber is is on that is is about to be on that stepping stone but real quick just to recap the uh the game the bobcats against tcu they held so the game was five to nothing at the at the end of the at the third inning the bobcats held them scoreless for three straight innings for the fourth fifth and sixth inning. they didn't score tcu didn't score till the seventh inning which honestly wow. i consider that as a triumph mm-hmm. in my in my opinion mm-hmm. i think that really speaks volume because the bobcat because you know it almost just seems like the bobcats were just getting base hit after base hit, and there was only i believe there was only just one error for yeah there was one error for each team so honestly on a night like that i guess you could say that's a win but mm-hmm. obviously you know they would they would want to you know try to win more a little bit but yeah their next game, their next games, I should say. Yes, I said games is going to be in Round Rock, Texas, up you know almost close to the Austin area in the Carbog Round Rock Classic. They'll be taking on the Kansas Jayhawks, the Kentucky Wildcats, and the Washington State Cougars. All of them, I think, is going to speak volume because Those once are big they, schools, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Because I want to say Kentucky is four zero on their season. I believe. Let me make sure I have that correctly. Yes, they are four zero on their season because they beat USC, Upstate, and then they beat uh, Moorhead State uh, yesterday. And to think, Kentucky is ranked the number twenty fourth ranked team in the country. So, yeah, they're going to be. This is going to be a matchup that I think will tell the you know you know test the Bobcats of where they are and where they're going to go in their season. But that those games are going to be this coming week. Uh, this Friday they will start Friday with Kansas Jayhawks, and then Saturday will be against the Kentucky Wildcats and then Washington state Cougars will be the Sunday to finale. And then they will be back home the, the, the following Tuesday against Prairie View A&M. How, how funny that is my mom's old school. That's kind of funny <laughs> when I say that, uh, but that will be the next game. We will be having that call here on KTSW, but before we get out of here, you know, we got about a couple minutes left. We'll swing into Texas state softball for just a minute as they'll be heading off to uh, Arizona, to take on the Arizona state and grand Canyon tournament. So guys, I want to ask you guys, this is the kind of a little bit of a tune-up before they come back home against the Texas Longhorns. Do you think that the Bobcats can, you know, possibly even get at least, I would say at least four wins out of here, maybe, maybe five. I know that's you know just stretch, but where do y'all see the Bob, where do you see the softball team going throughout this uh throughout this Arizona Grand Canyon tournament? Honestly, I feel like I think there's a good chance of getting a good amount of wins because okay. these are big schools. Then again, they can make a great comeback, like what we've seen Absolutely. last weekend. With they lost, Tech. yeah, with Texas Tech, they lost four to one, and then Eight I gotta to bring one. it back. And <laughs> then, um, yeah, oh, and then like you. the last game, eight to one, Texas yeah. State. Mm-hmm. Like they can make a great comeback. They can switch their techniques overnight. Like I do believe Absolutely. they got some really good techniques. Yeah, I definitely agree with those, Mara. Um, 
like coming, like I said, playing these big schools and beating them again, adding to your resume. And I mm-hmm. feel like these Bobcats are able to execute well and mm-hmm. do that. And um, we all know that like Texas State and Texas is like a big rivalry that everyone's, I mean, literally, <laughs> literally. tickets for both baseball and softball sold is sold out. out. That's mm-hmm. crazy. So, yeah, uh, I definitely feel like they're going to get a couple wins there in Arizona and then be able to come back and put on a show for us here in San Marcos. Oh, yeah. And even talking to my friend yesterday, she's on the softball team. They're feeling pretty confident. Okay. Just like just winning these big games, obviously, like with. Texas Tech, mm-hmm. they they have a good energy. Like Absolutely. they don't I, they don't have like a single down in their mind that they'll like ever lose a game. I mean, like mm-hmm. you would never want to think that, but just like you can see that they're like actually fully confident. Absolutely. Oh, for sure. Yeah, they're looking good right now. So I'm excited for their tournament coming up. Absolutely. So first game is going to be against Arizona State tomorrow. That game will be at 6 p.m. We I believe that game is going to be on. So that's going to be streaming on the Pac-12 website and then they'll have a rematch against Seton Hall Pirates the team that they beat in this uh NCAA regional tournament last year and then they'll be taking down Ohio State Utah Valley Idaho State and Grand Canyon to wrap things up all those games you can keep up with on txst.com for stats and scores but that's going to do it for us here before we get out of here let's go and throw it to Osmara for our weather report Alrighty, today's highest is going to be a 79 and the lowest is going to be 58. But yeah, the highest is going to peak around 4 p.m. It is going to be windy between 3 and 4, but don't worry about that. Like around 5, the sun will start beaming down. So might as well take a little dip in the river today. I don't know. Maybe that's the plan. Yeah, yeah, go outside, guys. It was was very nice yesterday. I I enjoyed my little walk around campus yesterday. But yeah, that's going to do it for us here in the studio. If you like this episode of Bobcat Radio, be sure to follow us on at KTSW Sports on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, wherever you find KTSW Sports. And be sure to tune be sure to tune into Bobcat Women's Basketball tonight against the Marshall Thundering Herd at 7 p.m. on ESPN+. For my lovely producer, Osmara Vias, and my two lovely co-hosts, Jerry Castro and Kalani DeLilla, I'm Kobe Jackson. Thank you guys for tuning in to this Wednesday edition of Bobcat Radio. Have a good day, everybody. Be safe out there. And now, let's get you back to the other side of radio.